are tuned in to New Stars with Neil Clark playing the up-and-coming artist first. Hear their stories before anyone else. Coming up on today's show... trio band is the long overdue return to the powerful combination of blues, rock and storytelling lyrics, which has characterised such musical greats like Led Zeppelin and Cream. Today, I'm talking to Fernando Poma of Steady Rolling from El Salvador. Fernando, welcome to the show. Hi Neil, happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Well, it's a privilege to have you on. Now, your band consists of Jerry Pardo on bass. You on guitar and vocals, and Benjamin Andrade on drums, right? That's right, yep, just we're a trio, yep, exactly. Now, you've been playing part, you've been playing music for a long time, but when and where did it start for you? Okay, so I started, you know, I, I, when I was a young boy, uh, like five or six, um, I would just listen to classic rock and, and that was just my parents, you know, they had all these albums out, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and, uh, all these greats and, um, Cream, Clapton. And I, you know, I grew up as a small child, just sitting on, you know, li- lying on my bed, listening to these albums. And then when I was around seven, I, uh, I got my first drum kit, and that's how I started in music, playing the drums, mm. and um, and I would just be really, really into that, and uh, sort of obsessed by music, and um, and started playing, you know, the Police and Rush covers on the on the uh, on, on the drum kit, and eventually I, I I left home around 12 to go to a boarding school in the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, and they did not have a drum kit, and that's when I switched to guitar when I was 12, and um, that's how really music started for me. I you know I come from a musical family. My mom, uh, she plays guitar and sings, and I have a lot of uncles and aunts and uh, that also do that. So I I really come from a musical background, and that's how I started in guitar and just started playing a lot of music from. The greats, especially you know the, uh, the the British the the British uh, greats like uh, you know Eric Clapton and the Who, the Stones, some of the Beatles and mm. the, the Kinks and uh, and I just I just it just moved me you know music really moved me it mu- moved my emotions and I just started playing those songs over and over again you know and uh, I would say especially Eric Clapton really his music really just struck a chord and I and I just you know, began just learning everything note for note. <laughs> and that's how I started, really. And then played a lot of music in uh, in high school and in college with different bands. And um, and then I went to uh, to work in Europe for a while. And I worked in, in France after college. And I was just working and working. And I had to basically leave the guitar for a while because it was just too much work. And... Um, and then I went to graduate school in Philadelphia, 
And then I got back. I got back to El Salvador. You know, I, I got back to El Salvador, a country we had left as a family mm. um, when I was a boy because of a civil war that started in 1975 or 76. So we had to leave El Salvador when mm. I was a young boy because of a war. Um, one of my uncles actually was uh, uh, killed during the war. Uh, so we had to leave El Salvador. But, but in year 2000, after going to graduate school, I came back to El Salvador and started running um, a fa- part of a family business, really. And uh, I sort of started meddling with the guitar again a little bit um, until I hit a certain age. I don't remember what age that was, but it was like, you know, I, 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 I had a bit of, a, of a, an awakening experience. And I decided, wow, it's now or never. You know, my dream as a boy was to be a rocker. That's really what I wanted to do, you know, be a rocker. And... Um, and uh, at a certain age, I, I, I grabbed an old guitar and I restrung it. And I saw that my fingers could still kind of move on the fretboard mm-hmm. and started practicing and practicing. And then I started meeting different musicians. And that's how I met Jerry, Jerry Pardo in uh, at, at the bass, the, the bassist. And, and that's how I met uh, Benjamin. And we started steady rolling. You know, that's that's how we started steady rolling. That steady rolling is sort of a lifelong dream. You know, a lifelong dream of of of, of a child, you know, lying in bed wanting to be a rock star. And 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 that's how it started. And uh, and and soon after playing all these covers, I started writing music. So tell me then, tell me, you mentioned Eric Clapton was one of your idols, or is one of your idols. What song was it of his that really grabbed you? Um, I would say the whole Layla and uh, the, the whole Layla uh, uh, album that he he wrote with Derek and the Dominoes. You know, he had after Cream, he played with Derek and the Dominoes, and he had songs like uh, Bell Bottom Blues um, or I Looked Away. Um, that whole album, which he plays with, you know, Dwayne Allman also plays on that album and um, was just a very, very special album. Probably not his best playing in terms of being like flashy or anything, but definitely the most passionate. Uh, the, 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 the songs are extremely passionate. His singing is very, very passionate. Um, you know, it's it's his singing is not. Perfect, you know, like nowadays they have all these effects, but 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 the fact that it's not perfect, it's it's so raw and so real and so passionate. So I really love. Uh, it, it's called Layla and other assorted love songs, yeah. and um, and I just thought that was that was a really really amazing album. And then I also love his playing. In terms of his playing, I love his playing in the '90s. You know, he 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 played a lot of incredible live music in the '90s. Mm. And when I listen to Clapton, I almost always listen to him live because I I, I just love his live playing. I I don't think his records um, really capture that. You know, the, the, the way he plays live. And I've seen him like 20 times live. You know, and he's just an incredible incredible musician and his music for some reason just hits my heart in a way that no other music hits my heart you know and um and his his blue you know his, his lyrics and his and, and a lot of the covers that he does from other artists you know like drifting blues you know he he he, he writes his blue song drifting blues i mean he doesn't write it he plays his blue song called Dr- drifting blues and 
some of the other ones that that he's done is just an amazing amazing artist amazing artist um he's a he, in terms of his playing uh you know he's 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 the guitarist that every note counts for me you know it, it's not flashy it's just perfect in terms of the phrasing of his guitar solos and also the way he writes music and lyrics. Hmm. Now, you said that you come from a musical family. Right. So you've had a musical upbringing. Yeah, yeah, a musical upbringing. What? Was it your family that uh-huh. introduced you to music to to get you into the music um, side of things, or you wanted to be into music, but they supported you? Um there was always music around and and I guess what happened was I would just listen to my mom singing or I would listen to all these records as a young boy and it just moved my emotions you know it just made me feel a lot stronger and um and when I would listen to these songs and just over and over again and and feel my emotions and and how happy I was listening to them it's just it's just I knew that that's really what I wanted to do you know, I knew that that's what I want. And they supported me completely. You know, yeah. my parents were always, you know, we want you to be happy and do whatever you're passionate about. And um, and then life took me in a different way. You know, life took me in a more of a business uh, um, road. But I always had that dream, you know, that dream in my mind that, you know, I wanted to be a musician. And uh, at, at a certain age, I said, you know, the future is now. I mean, I can't do this when I'm 60, you know, I mean, or maybe I can, but, you know, I, I and, and I just said, you know, it's now or never. So I, I, I got this guitar and I started writing music and that's how Steady Rolling really started. And I'm just very fortunate and just very happy that I took the decision to not keep waiting, you know, and, and, and to really go after my, my, my dreams. You started playing, like you said, you started playing the drums at an early age, then developed onto the obsession with a guitar. Right. So what is it about a guitar that has mm-hmm. created this this total obsession with you? Um, I think the guitar is just a very versatile instrument that can create entire songs with just the the instrument itself. You know, you don't depend on any other instrument. If you if you if you see almost any other instrument or most instruments, you depend on having more than one instrument. So on drums, you depend on me- a melody of sorts, you know, and and uh, on bass, you depend on, on you know, a certain rhythm and maybe a melody through a guitar. But with a guitar, you can just, you know, you can play music and write music and do almost anything by yourself. And, and I guess that versatility is what I really, really loved. And, and one of the things that I, I guess I mentioned is... You know, regarding Eric Clapton is that, you know, I really learned from a young age to really value every note, you know, to, to really value every note more than trying to play fast or 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 do fancy things. It's just like, how does each note move you? Hmm. You know, how does the phrasing of a guitar solo move me? You know, and, and so so I I've always been focused on phrasing and on chord structure uh, uh, more than just the natural ability to play. You know, it, it, it's always been more about about the melody 
the chord structure and the phrasing of guitar solos more than more than than just you know raw ability to play and and I, and I think that that's really today what I would be most focused on would be um, on writing music and and the ability to write something that that moves me and hopefully will also be able to connect with other people. No, I, and, and it's interesting that 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 you know most of the songs I've written are I wouldn't say all, but at least seventy percent of the songs that I've written are really true stories, sort of um, disguised as music. And 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 so music allows me to also uh, communicate, you know, life experiences that people don't really, you know, a lot of people don't really realize that they're really life experiences. And maybe I would not write them were they not disguised as music, you know. Well, that's um, what I want to get onto in a moment. So don't spoil the plot too soon, Fernando, because I want to get into that after our first song. Okay. Now, the first song I'm going to play is called In the End, uh-huh. I'm, back, I'm Back to Me. Okay. Um, now, I get from this song... It's a song about doing all the things you want to do, but at the end of the day, it's just you and no one else. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a loner. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, yeah it, it, it's all the ways that somebody tries to get validation through the world. You know, it, 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 it's, it's all the ways that a person tries to become someone and, and feel like someone, you know, and, um, and all the ways that people... It's not, I can't say people, it's all the ways that I have gone out to try to be someone. And then, but at the end of the day, you know, after everything's said and done, you're always stuck with yourself. You're always coming back to yourself and, and to your essence as, as, as a person, a, a, a vulnerable essence as a person, who you really are in essence. You know, when all the masks are taken off, and everything you tried out there to impress or to do or to gain your kicks or whatever, once all that is said and done, you know, you always realize that you're really just in contact with yourself, with your essence as a person, you know. So, so that's what I'm saying. You know, you can do, you know, you can go to these parties, you can climb all these mountains, you can try to impress through your work, you can, but at the end of the day, you know, after you've done everything, you're always you always realize that all you have is really yourself in in in, in essence. So so it's a sort of a spiritual song. We're going to give it a whirl right now. Okay. And it's uh, steady rolling. And in the end, I'm back to me.
is New Stars Show. I'm Neil Clark and I'm with Fernando Poma from Steady Rolling. Um, next question for you, Fernando, is how did you and the guys meet? Okay. So when, you know, when I decided it's now or never, I want to, you know, accomplish this childhood dream that I, of playing music and writing music and, uh, and playing in front of a live audience, mm-hmm. um, I had a friend that was a bass player and uh, in El Salvador, and, and he started introducing me to different musicians. And I started going to all these live shows in El Salvador of local bands. And um, and then, you know, I, I I started just meeting people and and little by little playing with different people. And I must have played with about maybe about 10 or 12 different musicians um but with 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 you know with musicians sometimes you can get talented musicians that sound good together and talented musicians that don't sound good together you know that that don't have that chemistry so i i guess what i was looking for is 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 people that i respected that i really liked how they played but also that shared the same sort of musical values and that we sound good together mm. and um and, and and the thing with with a, with a trio is that it's very difficult to sound good together because in a trio nothing is hidden you know and very few instruments three instruments have to fill the whole space so so you know it, 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 i always wanted to do it this way this setup because i figured it was the most authentic way of playing music you know there's no you know, two or three guitars and 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 and, and keyboards. I mean, it, it's just very raw, very real, and and the music gets expressed in the very direct, real, raw way. But it's very difficult also because you have to fill the sound with only three instruments: the bass, the drums, and the guitar. Mm. So, so I so so to do that, and given the fact that I'm also singing, I wanted to look for a bass player that was very melodic. You know, you have different types of bass players, but I wanted a bass player that could actually hold the harmony when I was singing and would be playing certain chords. So the bass player, Jerry Pardo, he is actually also a guitar player, and he's an extremely melodic uh, a guitar player mm-hmm. and, and, and a very, very capable and melodic bass player. So... So that's how I, you know, I we decided with Jerry to join, you know, and then uh, Benjamin is a very um, sort of aggressive drummer, you know, a very very aggressive drummer, and um, and he also loves Neil Peart and Rush and 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 I just loved his his sort of his playing because it it sounded very powerful, you know, very very powerful and very sort of. I would say almost like a very masculine drummer, you know, in, in that sense. Just very, very powerful, very um, – reminds me a bit of Neil Peart and a little bit of Ginger Baker, you know, who played with Cream. So he has that that sound. And um, and that's how we got together with Jerry and, 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 and with Benjamin. Um, Jerry, just a very melodic, very, very melodic bass player who could hold the harmony while I was strumming chords and singing. And uh, and Benjamin just because of the rawness of his playing and how much life he gives to the music, 
And so that's how I met them. And that's how we really clicked. And, and we also love the same music, you know, the same type of music, the same similar influences, um, similar sort of vision. And, you know, it's been five years and it's, it's interesting. We've never had a disagreement. You know, we've, you know, we've, we've had different opinions, but we've never had a disagreement. We've never had a, a fight or anything. You know, we've, we've always sort of agreed on, on doing the same things because we really share a common vision and that really have a, a very high level of respect for each other. Um, so that's how we started with, with these guys. And, 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 you know, going back to the trio, the trio has always pushed me to my best playing also. And, and I think the trio has also also pushed everybody to their best playing. Because again, you know, if you make any small mistake, it's very readily heard, you know. And, and, and that's just a very different setup from a band with, say, five or six members. You mentioned earlier on about life experiences, and a lot of your songs are about life experiences. Right. Is there a life experience that has had the biggest impact on your songwriting oh wow um well you know i think just the difficulty of some of my upbringing you know i i i i had a very privileged childhood in terms of you know we were pretty well off and i i you know i i never had any anything that i you know did not obtain for monetary issues. Like, like I was, I, I always, you know, was able to go to good schools and, and, and to have a comfortable place to live. And, but I also, you know, I also had difficult experiences in the sense, you know, that when I was eight or seven or eight, you know, my, my parents got divorced. My, my dad left the country and went to live in, a, in another country. And, uh, we also had this civil war in El Salvador. I would go to bed listening to bombs in the distance. And um, and not knowing if one of those bombs were was going to potentially hit us, you know, and uh, and that's how I would go to sleep a lot of the time. Um, we also moved around a lot. We moved from El Salvador to Miami to Guatemala to Washington, D.C., then to Massachusetts. Then I moved to New York, then Europe, then Philadelphia. You know, I, I always moved around a lot. So I guess sort of the lack of stability in my life and also the insecurity, just physical insecurity of, of, you know, being potentially killed created this, um, link, I, I would say, or this, yeah, this emotional link with blues music. And, um, so, so I would say, I, so, so I would say that just in general, sort of a general panorama, um, this, sort of insecurity in which I lived in, you know, given the, the wars that we were in and uh, the moving around a lot and also the fact that my dad uh, left. And um, I think it, 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 it sort of hit me and I began identifying a lot with blues music and, um, and started listening a lot to that type of music. So that's sort of the genre. And then in terms of the songs that I've written – um, Sweet Surrender is a good one. Sweet Surrender is a song about, you know, it, 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 and it's something that I've lived, uh, you know, quite a bit is when you sort of hit a wall, you know, I, I, I tend to really try to get what I want and to do the things I want. But at some point, I always end up surrendering, you know, surrendering is like, you know, sort of offering it to God and saying, you know, it, let it be done 
you know, what your plan is, you know. So that's a song that that really sort of shows a lot of my, I guess, spirituality. You know, it's a very spiritual song, Sweet Surrender. And so is In the End, I'm Back to Me. So those songs have to do with some of the spirituality um, lessons. Um, then there's a song called Just Tell Me What to Do. Um, it's a it's a song about, you know, waking up with a bottle, an empty bottle in, in the bed and, and seeing that your partner is gone. Um, I've gone through that type of stuff also, um, you know, drinking a bit too much and excessive living. And um, and uh, so that's a very personal song. Just tell me what to do is, you know, you, you wake up and you're sort of in the on the floor and all of a sudden you realize that you're alone. You know, you're alone in, in your house and and your partner is gone and you go looking for her and, you know, you sit or you sit outside her apartment knocking on her door just sitting out there and you know nobody's answering you know and that's a type of also a very very personal very very personal um song and um now you've got, the, you, you've got a song called love and loss haven't you that's that's the name of the album love and loss because most of the songs have that thread you know either love songs or, or, or songs related to loss so that's the that's the entire album the first album that's what it's called um so a lot of those songs are real there's a a, there's a beautiful love song that is about two teens that meet for one night you know and and that's when i was living in paris you know and 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 i wasn't exactly a teen but i was in my early early 20s and i met this girl in a park and uh, we really really you know connected and we you know I, i i thought i was in love and I was in love for just one night because the next day she was leaving, you know, and, uh, I wrote a song about that and it's called, uh, I feel alive. And, you know, we went into this park that was closed. We jumped the fence and went into this park that was closed. And, uh, and uh, we just had an amazing, amazing, you know, 12 or 14 or 15 hours together. And that was it. And, and uh, that, there's a song about, that. wow, you feel alive. So a lot of these are really, you know, autobiographical songs about stuff that that has uh, happened. You know, uh, Eva and Sebi is a song about my children. I have two small children, and uh, that's a, a song about them. And um, those dark eyes, huh? I'm sorry. We, we've got a song coming up right now, and that's called Impossible. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that seems to me that it's it's all about impossibilities. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is another song that's um, got your heart on your yeah, sleeve, isn't it? It's about a guy that realizes he made the worst mistake by, you know, leaving this person. And then he gets in his car and just starts racing towards her. You know, he, he realizes, wow, what a what a stupid decision. So he starts racing towards her in the middle of the night. It's about 400 miles distance. And he's just not going to stop until he reaches her. And then he goes to this little town where he knows he li- she lives, but he, you know, he hasn't been there for a while and eventually comes on the porch of her, of her house, rings the bell, and then sees her on the second floor looking down on him. And she comes down the stairs, and uh, that's... The, and then what, whatever happens after that, it's up to the person's imagination. But, but uh, yeah, it's a song about regret and a song about really going after the things that you really felt that that you know you had 
screwed up in your thinking or your decisions and really going after them. And that's what, what Impossible is about. Yeah. Well, let's okay. give it a whirl. I'm speeding through the night Sky blazing with those stars so bright Can't get my mind to rest Heart pounding so strong in my chest No matter how I've tried Can't get myself a goodbye in the studio with Fernando Poma uh, from Steady Rolling. It must be like wearing your heart on your sleeve at times. I mean, how do you really feel about that? Because not a lot of artists 
they they want to tell a story, but they don't really want to put their heart on their sleeve. I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I, I it, it's almost the only way that I have found to write music, you know, and, and in the sense of really sharing something that I guess connects with me or that touches my heart, you know, and uh, and I, I I find it almost I. I find it hard writing about stuff that that doesn't move me, you know, that 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 doesn't um, that 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 doesn't connect with my emotions. So for me, it's all about emotions and 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 about connecting with those emotions and and connecting with other people's emotions. Also, you know, sometimes you know I've had sort of the privilege of people coming up to me and saying after a live show and saying, you know, I really. I really listened to your lyrics, you know, I really listened to that song and it, it, you know, I went through something similar or, you know, I connected with that feeling. Um, so I don't know. I've always liked that about certain artists, you know, John Lennon was, was a master at that, you know, and he wrote, he wrote so many songs that were just so personal, you know, like, uh, songs like mother, you know, uh, just so incredibly personal, um, or jealous guy, you know, um, and, um, and I always sort of admired that about him, about, you know, how he could really, you know, with somebody like John Lennon, I would listen to his music and just be like, wow, I can really connect with what he's saying. You know, he's really having the courage to be open and to be vulnerable and to be, you know, and, and to be honest. Um, so, I, so I've always, I've always tried to write not really tried. That's really what comes out, but it's just very honest music, uh, you know, and, and trying to really connect and to show myself to other people. But, but some of the things, Neil, it, like, like I, I don't think I would talk about them if they were not disguised as music, you know, uh, some of the songs are just very, very personal. And I don't think I would really just talk about them if they weren't sort of disguised. And a lot of people don't really realize what the story is behind, behind those songs. But, um, but I'm just looking for connection. You know, I'm really looking for connection and, and connecting with people through music. So um, and connecting with myself and and um, and sometimes it's it's even like a bit of a therapy, you know, in the sense of just being able to just get all that out, you know, and um, and um, with no shame, get it out and, connect, and and share it with people and then have people saying, hey, you know, I connected with that song. So it's 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 a it's a really lovely way to connect with other people and a lovely way to get all that stuff out and to really share share something honest you know so that's that's how I've that's how I see it. Well, I've always said this about music, and I'm sure some people think I'm absolutely balmy when I say it because you can go through something in right. your life, something a situation might happen for argument's sake, you lose a loved one or you know your you and your partner splits and goes your separate ways yeah. or, you know, something about a child or whatever situation you go through and you switch on the radio or something and you, it, for some reason, there's always a song that connects with your emotions at right. that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, through music, even if you're not having the experience at the moment, a song will come on and will take you back to a memory, you know, it, it'll take back, you know, to, for example, you know, that, that, that song that I mentioned that I like from Derek and the Dominoes, it's uh, called Bell Bottom Blues, you know, there's a, there, there's a line there that says, you know, um, do you want to see me crawl across the floor? 
Do you want to hear me beg you to take me back? I'll gladly do it. I don't want to fade away. You know, it's, 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 it's such a potent, passionate love song that even if you're not going through that at the moment, it helps bring you back to a moment in your life when you were, you know, so, 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 so music also transports you to different parts of your life. And I think that's interesting. I mean, you, you can identify them with what you're going through at the moment, but even if you're not identified with what you're going at the moment, it can transport you and, uh, and, and help you identify with different parts of your life. So it's a, it, it, you know, it, it, it's beautiful in that sense that, that it, it brings back old memories, you know, and you remember, wow, you know, I remember when I was a teen that I met this other girl in this other place and I, we had an incredible, you know, 12 hours together. Wow, that's very similar to this song that I'm listening from Steady Rolling called I Feel Alive, you know, and, and, um, and so, so, so it's beautiful in that sense. You know, it, it, it helps you remember different parts of your life and, and the feelings you were feeling during those different parts, you know. So, so that's an added from, yeah, from all these stories. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. You write all the lyrics or does anyone else within your, um, band have a have an input of, of yeah. what you're going to be so writing the about the first album I, I wrote it entirely um we have already recorded a second album which is going to be called stories and um this second album is already completely recorded in this second album which we're launching within the next um in the next six months we're going to be launching some singles and then launching the entire album within the next six months um there are three songs I did not write and uh, that Cherry and Benjamin wrote together. And uh, they're very, very good songs. Um, and I, you know, they have very, very, very good ability to write music. And I hope in the third album they write more music. You know, I, I'm sort of nudging them to do more because they're just really talented. Something I want to ask, and I've, you, you're going to be the first person I'm actually going to ask this, but when you write a song... You're, you, you're starting off with, with lyrics and, um, maybe the, the foundations of some kind uh-huh. of rhythm. But what about, do you convert your, the music that you're just strumming along to to try and get a feeling for what you want to play? Do you actually convert that onto an actual music shape with the crotchets and quavers and, and, and all that? No, it's, it, no, it's, it, it's a, it's an interesting question. It's, I'm, I'm laughing here. No, it, for me, it's just very, basic and and it's so basic that i'll tell you how the process is i mean so i'm in the shower and all of a sudden that's too much information (laughs) for me but there you go let's say i'm walking down the street okay 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 i'm walking down the street and all of a sudden i will start humming a melody in my head i will just hear something and or just start humming you know a melody and i'll be like hey that's a really cool melody i really really like this melody and then i'll just sing the melody onto my phone and record the melody okay then when i get home i will pick up a guitar and i will play the melody on my guitar so what i was singing what i was listening to my head which was not deliberate right that's the whole point it was not deliberate so i'm just walking and i hear a melody in my head that i really like which i did not you know, I did not intend to hear it. It just happened. And then I get home and I transcribe the melody on my guitar. I just play the melody on the guitar on, on a key that I could sing it in. And then from that piece of melody, I start 
writing another piece. So from that first melody comes another part of the song and then another part of the song. And then I have the entire melody, the chord structure for an entire song. And then once that chord structure is done, I start thinking about phrases that will go with the initial melody, with the one I heard on the screen. So I will start thinking about phrases. And, and, and sometimes the phrases make no sense whatsoever. So, for example, we have a song called Call Me By Two. And my, the melody was, you know, do, 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 do. And I was like, hey, that's a cool melody. And then I started thinking about a phrase. What phrase would go that, you know, and, and the phrase was, if you call me by two, I'll be waiting for you. Why two? I don't know. That's just the phrase that came. And then from that melody and from that phrase, I start thinking about another phrase. And, and the funny thing is sometimes I will finish a song and not really know what it's about until, say, two months later. And it's just instead of me thinking about writing music, it's sort of downloaded. You know, it's it, it just comes. You know, I'm again on the street. I listen to melody. I transcribe it on the guitar and then I start thinking what. And then from that initial melody, another melody comes and then another part of the song comes in terms of the, the chords. And then after that, I just start thinking about phrases that will go with the original melody. And then from that, another phrase and another phrase. And, and I'll finish a song. And maybe that's why they're so personal, because I don't I don't have sort of a, a buffer. You know, there's no buffer that's I'm thinking about or saying, no, I won't do this or I won't do that. It's just sort of flowing. And that's how the songs seem to sort of happen. Really, that's how I never know when I, you know, when I'm writing a song, I really never know what the song is really going to be about until I've started hearing those phrases that I can put on top of the melody. I really don't know what the song is going to be about. So sometimes people ask me, you know, what inspires you to write a certain song? And, and I've, I, they, nothing ever inspires me because I really never know what the song is going to be about. It's just sort of I start thinking without trying to without trying to control the mind. I just start thinking, what is a good phrase for this melody? What is a good, what are good lyrics for this melody? And, and I'll write whatever comes to mind. So it's a very weird process, really weird. We will take a break and play uh, uh-huh. the next song called um, To Burn In yeah. Your Fire. What is this song? Because To Burn In Your Fire is like, to be scolded by someone? No, it's it's a it's a sort of a sexual song, and it, 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 I wouldn't say sexual. I would. Okay, I never took it like that. It, but it's come a on. very it's a very passionate song. It, it's about passion. This person, mm. like she, like um, it's about a guy that has this woman, and he is just completely obsessed by her. You know, obsessed by her, obsessed by her, her the way she looks obsessed by the way her hair feels the way she lies in bed the way her silhouette is you know he sees her silhouette the way um so he's sort of obsessed by her and uh and uh, he feels sort of the luckiest guy in the world to be able to have her and that's to burn in her fire that's that's what it means that he feels he he almost disappears when he's around her it, it's 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 uh it's uh it's sort of a very, very passionate song about a guy that is 
obsessed with his partner and 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 just desires her enormously and and when i say fire that's what i mean it's sort of a desire you know to burn in your desire of this woman so that's that's what it means um well in that case then we're going to get smoking and get very hot under the collar as we listen to this song you know try and keep your devices from um from melting um as we as we play to burn in your fire There's no more time. 
Well, I hope you've uh, managed to cool down yeah. a little bit um, after that song. We're, we're still in the studio uh, with Fernando Poma. Um, if you could perform with any living artist, who would it be and why? I think Eric Clapton's going to be on the yeah, list. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say Eric Clapton. I mean, he, he, he's the, I guess, the only artist that I have listened to since I was four and I can listen over and over and over and never tire of just, and just be amazed by, by, by the lyrics, by the phrasing, by the, the just the chord structure and especially identify with him. You know, I, I really identify with him. I also think he's a wonderful person, what he does, you know, to help other artists. He does this Crossroads Guitar Festival where he really brings to light all these other incredible artists. And uh, he also uh, works a lot with uh, addictions, you know, and, and has this Crossroads Center in Antigua. Um, in the Caribbean, and um, I just really admire him, and I really love his music. So, so he's somebody that I would really, really love to meet, and um, and I would just feel honored to be able to play with him. You know, I've I've seen him live twenty times, and just love the person that he is, and uh, respect him, and um, and really have connected with his music. You know, there there are certain artists that. And this is this is interesting. I I don't know what the key to this is. I really don't really know how, what the key to this. But there are certain artists that are sort of timeless, you know. And you can mm. listen to their songs all your life, and you don't tire. The Rolling Stones are are, are a very good uh, example of that. You know, I can listen to the Rolling Stones and spend you know thirty plus years listening to the Stones, and I don't tire of the Stones. You know, I just love their music, and uh, and uh, they don't yeah. And, uh, and and Clapton is the same way. You know, I can listen to his music and I feel every time I listen to it and it doesn't tire me no matter how much I listen, no matter how many years I listen to it. So they're very timeless artists. Um, and, um, and, 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 you know, and with other with a lot of other artists, especially, you know, newer artists, I, I don't I don't have that same flavor. You know, I, I listen to a, an album a lot and then eventually I get. You know, I get tired of it. You know, I get tired of it. I, it's too predictable. But with uh, Clapton's music and with the Stones and some of the other ones, they're just timeless, timeless. And I think that that's it's just the, the music sounds very fresh. Every time I listen to it, it sounds fresh. And so I, I would say that, you know, Eric Clapton would be my my number one, my number one choice for sure. Yeah. So what's next for you and your okay, band? Okay, so right now we're uh, writing our third album. Our second album is finished, and we're launching it within the next six months. Uh, we're writing our third album. We have uh, one song of our third album ready, and uh, I would think with still with this COVID thing, um, the one good thing is that it's given me a chance to write a lot more music. Um, so um, I'm writing maybe about a song every month or month and a half. And um, at that rate, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, I will have another 10 songs. So that would be another the third album. So 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 that and then live playing, you know, we're not playing live right now, even though in Central America, you know, I I live between El Salvador and Costa Rica. You know, I travel quite a bit and um, you can actually play, you know, in El Salvador, but I'm not doing it because. I mean, we've decided not to do it until we get sort of more of a of an idea where this COVID thing is going, you know, and more people can get the vaccine and stuff because we don't want to promote um, 
we don't want to promote this expansion of this thing, you know. So um, so maybe maybe in about hopefully in about three, four five months, we're going to start playing live again. We were playing live about twice a month. So hopefully in about, you know, four or five months, if everything goes as sort of quote unquote planned, although nobody knows where this is really going. But I would love to play live again. You know, I really love playing live and and seeing my buddies and and the connecting with them and sharing with them. So hopefully this year starting to play live again in maybe five months and uh, and the third album coming out. Yeah. Third album. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, Fernando. It's really been an interview. Yeah. And and I want you to keep in touch. And um, I look forward to to having you back on my show in the very near yeah, future. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. It would be an honor for me to to have another interview and to be able to talk with you again, Neil. Absolutely. Well, um, don't be a stranger <laughs> with new stars. That's all I'll say. We're going to play out now with your final song called Call Me By Two. Fernando of Steady Rolling, you are a new star. There's no two ways about it. Um, and um, you can catch up with all my shows on uh, uh, tinyurl.com forward slash new stars show. That's new stars with a Z. So it leaves me one thing to say. Fernando Pomo of Steady Rolling, you are a new star. And um, all my uh, listeners, you can join me next time when I'll be talking to another new star. And I wonder who it's going to be. Um, so from myself, Neil Clark, and my guest, Fernando Poma, goodbye. If you see I fall in, won't you please help me get up? Get me to walk. And if you see I've gone astray, won't you? Misled. 